Well, a very happy 4th of July weekend to you all, friends. Again, welcome to our celebration of freedom. You know, on July 4th, 1776, our founding fathers ratified what's known as the Declaration of Independence. And that was uh, an incredibly significant document because it was a bold statement against the tyranny and despotism of the British king at the time. Some of the most famous words from the Declaration of Independence come from the preamble. Listen to these words once again. They wrote, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. With those words and the words that follow in the Declaration, our forefathers were making a powerful statement about the importance of freedom, national freedom, personal freedom, the freedoms that we, of course, enjoy today and all too often take for granted. Today, I want us to consider an even more significant kind of freedom, a freedom that has implications far beyond this life, far beyond the borders of our own country, implications for all of eternity, for our forever destiny. We're talking about today spiritual freedom, a kind of freedom that, let's face it, each and every human being needs desperately. When I began the service today, I asked you to consider a question. What, if anything, is holding you captive? Spiritual freedom addresses that question. You see, any number of things can hold us captive. It might be re some sort of regret from the past. Maybe it's a broken relationship that we had a direct part in in terms of its disintegration. Maybe it's things we regret saying, things we regret doing. Maybe it's some kind of guilt or shame that we've been carrying perhaps for years that has held our hearts and souls captive. It's kind of like having a, a chain around ourselves and unable to release those chains by our own strength and power. But what we're going to hear about today is the fact that real spiritual freedom is possible through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so let's talk about spiritual freedom today. Jesus said a rather significant thing one time. It's recorded for us in the Gospel of John. He said, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now you think about how horrible it would be to be a slave of any kind. Well, Jesus said that everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Essentially, he was saying that every human being comes into this world a slave to sin because sinning is basically all we can do unless and until someone outside of ourselves, namely God, does something about our problem. These words of Jesus come in the context of a conversation that he was having with some of the religious leaders of his day. Listen to this conversation. From John chapter 8, 
Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now, at this point, his hearers got their feathers ruffled a bit, uh, be, and they argued that they and their ancestors had never been slaves of anyone. Why should they be bothered with a word about being set free? And then Jesus responds this way. He says, Very truly, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now, a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. The Lord Jesus, of course, is talking about the freedom that He Himself brings to the world. When He said, you shall know the truth, and the truth you set, shall set you free, that truth centers on Himself. It centers on His purpose of coming into this world in the first place. He embodies the very truth of God's love for a sin-sick world, a world held captive by the evil one. Jesus himself, God's truth, came into the world to set us free from sin and its captivity. He came into this world to give his life on a cross, and, and that truth centers on the cross of Jesus, where all sin was paid for, where the the power of sin, death, hell, and the devil himself was destroyed. And the truth centers on what happened on the third day. When the tomb was found empty, Jesus was alive, and he had conquered the captive power of sin and Satan and hell itself. Jesus says now to you and to me, that truth will set you free. What is it that holds you captive? Your Lord Jesus is eager and ready to set you free from whatever it is you've been carrying around as a, a burden, as a chain holding you captive. Jesus goes on to say, A slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And the son is the son of God. And he is the one who sets us free by his death and resurrection. So, friend, know that whatever it is that has held you captive, Jesus is able to set you free. He loves you enough to give his life for you that you might spend your life with him forever. You know, our national forefathers issued that declaration of independence from the tyranny of the British king. But our Lord Jesus has declared our independence from the tyranny of the evil one. He sets us free from all that holds us captive and makes us part of the family of God. But now it raises the question, okay, we've been set free, but free to do what? Free for what purpose? We're not just free to live our own self-centered lives. What have we been set free for? And we're going to consider a couple of answers to that question. One of Jesus' first disciples, St. Peter, wrote two letters. And in his first letter, he addresses this topic. He says, live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Show proper respect for everyone. 
love the family of believers, fear God, honor the emperor. There in those words of Peter, he acknowledges that, yes, we've been set free in Christ Jesus and we are to live as free people under his grace. But what are the implications for how we are to live our daily life? First of all, don't misuse the freedom you have. Often we take our American freedoms for granted. Do we sometimes take our spiritual freedom for granted as well? He says, don't use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Our freedom in Christ doesn't give us a license to then do our own self-centered thing again. That would take us back into slavery. But rather, he calls us to a new kind of slavery or servanthood. He says, live as God's slaves. And so the first uh, purpose for being set free, you see, is to live for the glory of God, to live our lives every day in a way that brings honor to Him, to live a life of obedience to Him, not because we have to, not because there's a, a hammer over our head if we don't, but because we genuinely want to as a thank you to God for all that He has done for us in Christ in setting us free in the first place. You see, our life of freedom leads us to a life of service, service to God out of gratitude for His amazing grace toward us. In St. Paul's uh, letter to the Romans in chapter 6, he says this, You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. He's basically saying the same thing Peter said, that now that we've been set free in Christ, we now in, commit our lives to serve the righteousness of God, to live a life that is more and more Christ-like. You know, in these summer months here at Shepherd, we're talking about uh, growing in our faith under the theme, here we grow. Well, we want to grow in our lives of righteousness, holiness, of being more and more like Jesus in the way we live. And that starts with acknowledging our freedom as an opportunity to dedicate our lives to the service of God. But there's a second implication of our spiritual freedom, and that is we are free to serve our neighbor. Peter said back in, in his letter, show proper respect to everyone, love the family of believers, fear God, honor the emperor. Well, St. Paul reiterates those same kinds of thoughts in his letter to the Galatians in chapter 5. Listen to what Paul says. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. You see, friends, our spiritual freedom sets us free to serve others, to recognize that our life doesn't have to be all about self-centeredness getting what we want for ourselves. We have everything we need in Christ Jesus. And that sets us free to ask, what does my neighbor need from me? And how can I serve him or her in a way that reflects the love of Jesus Christ that I have experienced in my being set free? You see, it gives a whole new perspective on the purpose of life. Jesus summarized it all very simply when he said it's all about loving God and loving our neighbor. 
the two greatest commandments. Love God, love your neighbor. All of the law is summed up in those two simple phrases. So friends, on this 4th of July weekend, as you consider the freedoms we enjoy as a nation, I pray that you would also give serious consideration to the freedom that is yours in Christ your Savior, who has broken the chains of, of bondage and slavery to sin and to the evil one, and has set us free to love God and to love our neighbor in Christ. Praise be to Him. May God bless your celebration of freedom in your Savior Jesus. Amen.